Hello, everyone. Welcome to Eternity, where love never fails. Hello, everyone. Thanks for listening. This is the Eternity Bible Study Podcast, where we walk through the Bible together every weekday, Monday through Friday. We're podcasting from here in the United States and in Zambia with a goal to share our thoughts and encourage one another as we read God's Word together verse by verse. My co-host in Zambia, Matali, and I are both listening to Through the Bible Podcast and then sharing our thoughts and encouragement with you. From America to Africa and everywhere else, God is in control. As always, our attribution goes to Through the Bible with Dr. J. Vernon McGee. So if you've ever wanted to try to read the Bible every day, we hope you can join us. We're regular people just like you, trying to learn more about God and walk in step with His Holy Spirit. So if you have your Bible, feel free to read along. And if not, no problem. We'll try to put it all together for you. So let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. We're back in the book of John. We are um, going to finish up chapter 5 today. Um, Jesus has just been giving just really an amazing discourse on his authority um, and, you know, who he is. And as we said last time, Um, The Father, verse 22, the Father judges no one, but has given all judgment to the Son, that all may honor the Son just as they honor the Father. So that's, he's telling them things about himself that he's given this authority to judge everyone to him, and that that all may honor the Son just as they honor the Father. So, Jesus has the authority to judge, and we need to honor Him just as we're honoring God. Whoever does not honor the Son does not honor the Father who sent Him. If you're claiming to want to honor God in heaven, you've got to honor Jesus here. Truly, truly, I say to you, now here we go, this is a a powerful verse here. Whoever hears my word and believes Him who sent me as eternal life. So, whoever is talking about Jews or Gentiles, whoever, doesn't matter, whoever hears and believes, okay, you hear this word and you believe it. You can't be saved by your own faith. Like, you just go outside and, oh, the sun is so beautiful, I believe in God. You've got to hear His words. You've got to hear the Word of God. You don't create your own faith. Your faith comes from hearing the Word of God. So if you hear the Word of God and believe uh, Him who sent me and believes, you're believing in the words of God. You're believing in God Himself. You're believing in Christ has eternal life. And as my study Bible says, and we said this yesterday, eternal life begins immediately, has eternal life. It begins immediately. Um, 
the one who believes, when one believes in Jesus. Okay, so they have eternal life. They may still be living partially in the physical world with the same physical body, but they have eternal life. So, as my study Bible says, they can face the last judgment with confidence because it's not like when Jesus comes to judge, he's not judging between life and death for those people. He's judging to see what good works that they have done. So, <clears throat> he who do, then he says, he does not come into judgment, but is passed from death to life. So he's talking about eternal life. And eternal life starts with, with, um, with belief. And then he says, truly, truly, I say to you, the hour is coming and is now here when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God and those who here will live. Okay, so what does that mean? Is he raising the dead all over right now? No, he's talking about the spiritually dead. The spiritually dead will hear his voice, and those who hear, of course, and believe will live. So he's talking about eternal life now. He's talking about raising the dead now, the spiritually dead. And even today, we can look at this and say, the dead are being raised right now because they hear His voice. They see His words. And when we believe in His words, we are raised from being spiritually dead to eternal life in the Spirit. Verse 26, For as the Father has life in Himself, so He has granted the Son also to have life in Himself. In other words, Jesus can impart eternal life just like God can. God gives life. Jesus can give life. That's why Jesus can speak to the dead and raise them. And he, is, and he has given him authority to execute judgment because he is the Son of Man. So he's the only person who can judge humans because he is the Son in human form. So he has that ability to judge. He is the sacrifice of all. He is the judge of all. Do not marvel at this, for an hour is coming when all who are in the tombs will hear his voice. So now an hour is coming when even more dead will be raised. The ones who are in the ground will come out, and those who have done good to the resurrection of life, and those who have done evil to the resurrection of judgment. So, people are being raised spiritually from the dead, and those people will also be raised physically from the dead. Jesus said it later in John chapter 14, verse 6. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to me except through the Father. So, he's the way, he's the truth, he's the life. And what we're getting right now is a discourse on him being the life. He is the life. Now we transition into verse 30. He's talking about truth. And my study Bible calls these next, this next section sort of 
witnesses to Jesus, but it's really more about talking about kind of like a trial. He's talking in terms of a trial and witnesses and telling the truth for things that, you know, would be admissible in court. So he's kind of putting it within that context to teach. But my study Bible again says, because this trial, it's not Jesus being put on trial and condemned, but it's rather that the world is being put on trial by Jesus in order to demonstrate Jesus's innocence and the world's guilt. So then Jesus kind of references a multitude of witnesses that justify him. And of course, the the verdict on this trial is the world is going to get condemned because the world does not come to him. Um, and doesn't believe these witnesses. So let's jump in and take a look at this. And I think it all kind of fits nicely uh, to the reference verse John 14, 6, Jesus, when he says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. So we've just had a big discourse on the life. Let's talk about the truth, because Jesus says he is the truth also. So now in this trial, Jesus says, verse 30, I can do nothing on my own. In other words, he's not. he's saying, as a as a witness i can't i can't really i can't be a witness to myself you know even on even in a court you have to have other people be witness so i can't do that on my own as i hear i judge and my judgment is just he's sort of giving his testimony i hear i judge and my judgment is just because i don't seek my own will but the will of him who sent me. So in other words, I'm an impartial uh, judge. So he's a judge. He is the sacrifice. Okay? So look at all these references that we're going to see to truth. So Jesus is saying, look, my judgment is truth and just because I am doing exactly what the Father tells me to do. So he's saying, I don't, I, I'm not a judge with, um, some type of secondary gain who has to recuse himself. You know, he says, I'm not doing my will at all, but the Father in heaven. That's my frame of reference. So verse 31, if I alone bear witness about myself, my testimony is not true. So in other words, you know, don't listen to me saying who I am. Look at all the witnesses that say who I am. There is another who bears witness about me. And I know that the testimony that he bears about me is true. Okay, Jesus is saying another person, and he's referencing God the Father who's bearing witness. And his testimony is true because he's talking about the will of him who sent me. Okay? So the one who sent Jesus bears witness about Jesus. And then verse 33, you sent to John. Now, he's saying you guys are looking to John. And he has borne witness to the truth. Okay? So John is borne witness to truth. He goes, you know, Jesus is sort of saying, look, you are placing your faith in John. Okay, John is bearing witness to this truth too. Not that the testimony I have received is from man, but I say these things so that you may be saved. 
Okay, so his testimony, he's getting witness not only from God the Father in heaven, but he's getting witness from uh, man himself. So he's getting witnesses from heaven and earth. But I say these things so that you may be saved. He's saying, look, I don't need this, but I'm just telling you these are witnesses to me so that you may believe truth. And then 35, verse 35, he was a burning and shining lamp, and you were willing to rejoice for a while in his light. Okay, he's talking about John the Baptist. He was a lamp, but he wasn't the light of the world. Christ is the light of the world. John the Baptist was a lamp that the light would shine through for a period of time. But the testimony that I have, and again, he's talking about testimony of truth, is greater than that of John. For the works that the Father has given me to accomplish, the very works that I am doing bear witness about me that the Father has sent me. So in other words, now we've got the Father in heaven, we've got John the Baptist, and we've got the works that I am doing bear witness. And um, the works that I'm doing, I'm raising the dead, I'm giving sight to the blind, letting the lame walk, and I'm doing everything that the Father wants me to do. All that I'm doing bears witness to me. And the Father who has sent me has himself borne witness about me. Okay, so he's saying again, the Father in heaven bears witness. His voice you've never heard, in his form you've never seen, and you do not have his word abiding in you, for you do not believe the one whom he has sent. So in other words, God has borne witness. God's words bear witness. 39. You search the scriptures because you think that in them you have eternal life, and it is they that bear witness about me. The scriptures themselves are witnesses to Jesus. In other words, Jesus is saying everything in the Old Testament bears witness to me. Yet you refuse to come to me that you may have life. So we've talked about witnesses and truth. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So we've talked about the life. We've talked about the truth. But look, now Jesus is talking about with all these witnesses from the Old Testament, the Word of God. And then we're talking about God himself that you can't even see bears witnesses to me. And he's and my works that God has me do so that you could see and believe. And John the Baptist here on earth. But then he's talking about, yet you refuse to come to me. Now he's talking about the way. How do you get this life? You come to Jesus. You have to come to Jesus. He's the only way to get to the Father in heaven. He's the only way to have eternal life. Jesus is the way, the truth, the life. He's the way. But he's saying, I'm the only way, but you refuse to come this way. You refuse to come to me that you may have life. He's the only way to get eternal life. I do not receive glory from people, but I know you do not have the love of God within you. I have come in my Father's name. So Jesus has come. He's shown us the way to go, and you do not receive me. If another comes in his own name, you will receive him. 
How can you believe when you receive glory from one another and do not seek glory that comes from the only God? He's saying, you're worried so much about what others think and receive glory from other people. But instead, seek the approval and and favor that comes from God. How are you going to believe that? You you, You receive one another so eagerly and get glory and hear good feedback. But seek the glory that comes from God, the only God. And do not think I will accuse you to the Father. There is one who accuses you, Moses, on whom you have set your hope. For you believe Moses. For if you believed Moses, you would believe me. For he wrote of me. In other words, who's accusing you? Moses. He's my. He's one of my witnesses in the Old Testament. You place all your hopes on Moses. Jesus knows their hearts, and he knows they were placing the their hopes in possibly the Pentateuch, which is the first five books of the Old Testament. Moses wrote those. You're putting all your hope on Moses. Jesus is saying, look, don't put your hope on Moses because he's writing about me. For if you believe Moses, you would believe me, for he wrote of me. Verse 47. But if you do not believe his writings, how will you believe my words? They're the same. They're talking about me. So, in summary, I think this is a marvelous discourse on Jesus' character, the way, the truth, and the life. So, we're going to stop here. We'll turn the rest of the podcast over to our co-host in Zambia, Matalia. I hope you're doing great. Look forward to hearing what you've got to say today. And as always, from me to all of you, God bless you. Keep your hearts centered on Christ on this great spiritual battlefield. And we'll see you here next time. Hello. So today's teaching is coming from John chapter 5, beginning at verse 25, all the way through to verse 47. Scripture reads, verse 25, Most assuredly, I say to you, the hour is coming, and now is, when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God, and those who hear will live. So here, the statement, and now is, it's basically talking about the fact that we are in the period when the hour is coming. But in verse 28, which reads, Do not marvel at this, for the hour is coming in which all who are in the graves will hear his voice. So here he makes it clear that the hour had not yet arrived. The thought um, of and now is is that we are living in that period that age or that dispensation whatever word describes it best so that's moving to the time when the dead shall actually hear the voice of the son of god and they will um and that and they that here shall live so this also has application to the um the facts or the statement um that's in scripture that the hour is coming when the dead in the grave will hear his voice and now is and today it's the dead that's being talked about if uh, we are to refer to today is the dead is those who are dead spiritually
So now, not only the spiritually dead will hear him, but what he's saying is in the future, that's in verse 26, and it reads, For as the Father has life in himself, so he has granted the Son to have life in himself. So the Lord Jesus Christ is a life giver, and the Lord Jesus Christ has life, and he gives life. So in the future, you know, he shall give life all who hear him. Um, those who are dead shall hear his voice, and they shall rise up. So he is a life giver. Verse 27 goes on to read, And has given him authority to execute judgment also because he is the son of man. So he came first, the first time when he came, he came as a savior and not to judge. But he's actually coming next time as a judge to judge both the living and the dead. So he will raise up the dead uh, because he is a life giver. Verse 28 goes on to read, do not marvel at this, for the hour is coming in which all who are in the graves will hear his voice. So here, that hour hasn't yet come. So it's the spiritually dead today that can hear his voice. So if it means, uh, um, if it's making an application today, he's talking about the spiritually dead. Verse 29 goes on to read, and come forth those who have done good to the resurrection of life and those who have done evil to the resurrection of condemnation so here there are two resurrections that we ought to be aware of so this is the first resurrection um and we're going to have a part of it so the first resurrection is the resurrection of all the saints and that the next thing, uh, and this actually, that's the next thing on God's agenda. So the rapture of the church, um, which is not dated, and, you know, there is no sign given that that's how it's going to happen. It's just going to happen like a thief in the night, the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. So it can happen at any moment, and he will actually call out his own um, of the world, and we have this in First Thessalonians, actually. He's going to call out of his, his own out of the world. That's both the living and the dead, and this is part of the first resurrection. Then during the tribulation period, um, a lot of who will become marches will be raised at the end of the great tribulation period together with the Old Testament saints, and that's part of the first resurrection. And, you know, they are raised to actually live forever on the earth. And that's the first resurrection, that's the resurrection of life. Then, the resurrection of judgment is the great white throne. That's the second resurrection, where all the unsaved of all the ages will be raised, and they wanted to be judged by their works. So they will be judged by their works, because our God is a just and righteous God. And, you know, they will have an opportunity to stand before the Holy God and to plead their case. And God's already actually warned Scripture. He's warned that no one's saved in this judgment. You know, our works alone can't save us because uh, our works alone are filthy rags to God. So this is the last... This actually, sorry, in this judgment, no one's going to be saved because the... Uh, these are the last that are brought here 
and are judged according to their works. So no man can be saved according to his or her works. Our natural state is a state of lostness. We're in a state of rebellion against God. Okay, verse 30 goes on to read. I can of myself do nothing as I hear I judge and my judgment is righteous because I do not seek my own will but the will of the Father who sent me. So this is the self, you know, it's actually a self-limitation that is, you know, of Christ. That is, you know, when the Lord Jesus Christ came upon this earth, he took upon himself our humanity. So he became human like you and me. So he came down as a man, not to do his will, but his father's will. So this is an example for us today. That, you know, we will have a will. So an old nature, that's our will. And that's uh, will is not obedient unto God. So our natural state is that we are in rebellion against God. And today we have to have the new birth as this old nature is in rebellion against God. Scripture goes into verse 31. If I bear witness of myself, my witness is not true. The scripture says in the month, in the mouth, sorry, of two witnesses, a thing is established. So he, Christ here bears witness not um, by man, but you know, by God the Father. Verse 32 goes on to read. There is another who bears witness of me, and I know that the witness which he witnesses, sorry, therefore, let me just read this again, therefore, there, sorry, there is another who bears witness of me, and I know that the witness which he witnesses of me is true. So the witness he's talking about is not a human witness. No, it's a witness of God the Father. Verse 33 goes on to read. You have sent to John, and he has borne witness to the truth. So John did not bear witness to Christ, but our Lord here is referring to him. Here is giving uh, John's testimony here. Verse 34 goes on to read. Yet I do not receive testimony from man, but I say um, these things that you may be saved. So he has a higher witness than the witness of man. That's the Lord Jesus Christ. He has a higher witness, and that's the witness of the Lord Jesus Christ, of God the Father. Verse 35 goes on to read He was a burning and shining lamp, and you were willing for time to rejoice in his light. So here he gives a testimony to the witness of John uh, the Baptist. So he has, he was um, a light bearer. That's John. Sorry, John was a light bearer. Verse 36 goes into read. But I have a greater witness than John's for the works which the Father has given me to finish. The very works that I do will bear witness of me that the Father has sent me. So, um, yeah, the credentials of the Lord Jesus Christ had, um, you know, the miracles that he actually performed. So those miracles are tested 
that he is who he claims to be. So he actually performs thousands and thousands and, you know, hundreds and thousands of miracles um, on the people. And nobody in that day you know, contradicted that he had healed. So Dr. Jeffrey McGee, in our study in the morning, he pointed out one thing. You know, you have people who want to take up the credentials of the Lord Jesus Christ and, you know, and say they can actually do what he did. That's more like blasphemy, as, as um, Dr. Jeffrey McGee put it. Because here he came to do his father's will. So he went and healed the sick and, you know, healed thousands of people. And to contradict that, actually to pick one testament over the other and say, you know what, um, I'm done away with the Old Testament. Now um, I'm only dealing with the New Testament. It's not to get the full picture, the complete picture of who our Lord Jesus Christ is. Because the Lord Jesus Christ is on every page of scripture, starting from the Old Testament. He is everywhere. Okay, so verse 37 goes on to read. And the Father himself who sent me has testified of me. You have neither heard his voice at any time nor seen his form. So these were miracles that the Lord Jesus Christ actually performed. When he took humanity here on earth, his humanity. Verse 38 goes on to read. But you do not have his word abiding in you because whom he whom he sent how do you not believe verse 39 read you search the scriptures for in them you think you have eternal life and these are they which testify of me so here he's making a statement that you better be careful that you know you actually find Jesus in the Bible and if you atone then you your search is in vain. Verse forty goes on to read But you are not willing to come to me. You may have life. I do not um I do not receive honor from men. So here, the scripture actually speaks of the Lord Jesus Christ here and, you know, um, what he is actually telling his disciples. Verse 42 goes on to read, But I know that you... Oh, sorry, but I know you, that you not have the love of God in you. I have come to you. I have come in my Father's name and you do not receive me. If another comes in the name um, if another comes in his own name him you will receive. So here there is a coming there is actually coming an Antichrist someday and the world will receive him 
So the Antichrist will come in his own name and have an image made um, of himself. Even, um, yeah. So the Lord Jesus Christ came and no one received him. So the Antichrist is going to come and everyone's going to receive him and he's going to idolize himself. Verse 44. Hold on to read. How can you believe who receive honor from one another and do not seek the honor that comes from the only God? So they took, um, you know, they, they look for um, the, you know, appeals of man. And that's the curse of man today in church so they have itching ears and um you know they they actually have itching ears so each one wants to actually compliment the other and not even look at their mistakes and tell the and they don't want to tell the truth because what we have in our churches today is a lot of people have got itching ears and just want to hear the positives they don't want to be criticized Verse 45 reads, Do you do not think that I shall accuse you to the Father because um, there is one who accuses you, Moses, in whom, I tr- in whom you trust before, um, sorry, in whom you trust rather. Um, verse 46, For if you believed Moses, you would believe me uh, for he wrote about me. So he's on every page of scripture, like I said. The New Testament, Old Testament, he's on every picture of scripture and of the Pentateuch. And you know, these are the books that were written by Moses, the first five books. Verse 47 means, But if you do not believe his writings, how will you believe my words? So, the Old Testament, sorry, let's not discard it. The Old Testament is very important because it is the foundation um, of this ministry. Sorry, it is the foundation of um, the Bible. So, this is our teaching for today. Thank you all for listening. God bless you all and have a pleasant day. Bye-bye. Thank you.